Welcome back, serial killers, to another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. Now, this is our first anime episode, which is shocking to me. And for doing my first anime episode in my girl power season, there was but one, one person I could talk about. And she's a girl named Sailor Moon. And to talk about Sailor Moon, there was but one person I had to, uh, that I knew that I had to bring on, a real-life Sailor Mercury. I have with me today, Holly Scott. Holly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> this is your uh, first anime show? This is the first anime episode. I mean, because we've done a couple like 80s things that were animated by Korean studios, but they were American shows. But yeah, this is like, I played with doing a Miyazaki episode, but we ended up doing Drop Dead Gorgeous instead. So this is like my first anime episode. And there were a couple other ones I wanted to do. But then when I like, we're doing kind of like a woman power season this year that I was like, we have to do Sailor Moon. Like we just, we have to do Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, I'm actually watching all of the Ghibli films now, like every single one in order, uh, not in order, but like just kind of as I feel. So if this was a Miyazaki, secret Miyazaki one, I'd be like, I'm ready for it. You can't trick me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So why don't you introduce yourself to everyone listening and tell them who you are? Yeah, so I'm Holly Megan Scott, or Holly Scott's fine. You don't have to put the Megan in there if you don't want to, but I like it for IMDb. Um, I am a comedian. I am a singer. I am an actress. I'm a writer. I am a pretty much any kind of performing arts that's out there with the exception of like dancing because I'm not very good at that. And even that I would try. Uh, but mostly I'm also an, an anime aficionado and a, specifically a Sailor Moon aficionado, specifically a Sailor Mercury aficionado, but we won't get that granular quite yet. I mean, we might talk about that later, but uh, but yeah, I, I am uh, someone who is a lot of fun and I, uh, I like to have fun and talk about fun things. So I'm happy to be here. I love it. No, Holly loves Sailor Mercury in a way that like this past summer when I was in Pennsylvania and I knew there was some new Sailor Moon stuff dropping that I found and I was like, Holly, look what I found. <laughs> I have to oh say this to you. And I have to tell you, I was in, there's a store in, I don't know if they have it back east or wherever, but in, in California, it's called Book Off. It's actually from Japan and they have them out here. It's like Japanese themed stores mm -hmm. and they have figures, anime figures. And I found that set, the, specifically the one that you found, sent to mm -hmm. me. I found that set there and they're all worth $100 or more. Like they've skyrocketed. In price. Well, it's because they didn't make many of them. I actually back it uh, right after I was in Pennsylvania, I went home, like I was driving back down South and I had picked up Jupiter because she's just kind of my favorite of the, the, the beginning five and they had everybody but Jupiter. And I went, you know what? I'm going to pick these up. And I'm so happy I did because yeah. right after that, they become impossible to find. And even though Sailor Moon merchandise has become mass available recently, it's not always good, much like in the <laughs> 90s, it was not always good. So I love anytime there's something inexpensive, but adorable. And so those being like 10 bucks a piece yeah, was cheap. great. And they're beautiful like for a figure of that kind they are beautifully like decorated and they just look they're super cute so i was happy to find those surprisingly like even though they do mass produce a lot of stuff they get bought almost immediately because yeah. Sailor Moon is the anime that people recognize even if you're not an anime fan you, you know about studio ghibli mm -hmm. you know about sailor moon thanks to the bare naked lady song from back in the 90s you're like yep. yes yeah, everyone got that cartoon that got the boom although that's very i i once i realized that and watched the show go, oh that's not 
not a that's not good <laughs> that's not nope. a good thing nope. to talk about but that is a lot of the recognition of the world was that and Toonami like mm-hmm. when we're all kids you're watching Toonami you watch Dragon Ball Z you watch Cowboy Bebop and you watch Sailor Moon and that was boom 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 <laughs> you yeah. know well because I also find a lot of people have two recollections of recollection of Sailor Moon they kind of snuck out to watch the the Deke version at like 5 30 in the morning when it was syndicated on UPN or they would watch it when they came home from school because it was something they and their like siblings of different genders could all watch together because the boys would watch Sailor Moon because they were like, oh, well, Dragon Ball Z is coming on. Uh, and the girls are like, oh, I guess I'll sit and watch Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but they were like, at least they get to watch Sailor Moon first. So I'm in the camp of, I remember the like, because we had an antenna growing up. People have heard this story on the podcast before, but like we yeah. had five channels. <laughs> Um, but sometimes early in the mornings and late at night are, we would get like a six channel and it would be UPN would come in pretty good. And so in the morning, if I was up early enough, I would catch some episodes of Sailor Moon and they also showed Jim and the holograms early in the morning as well. So like very co- deep coding for me as, as, a little, <laughs> as a little gay boy, uh, well, the great, per- little, little queer person, let me, let me correct myself there, little queer person. Um, so for you, what is your kind of earliest memories of Sailor Moon and how did like it connect with you? So you're going to think I'm crazy right now because of the amount of Sailor Moon fandom that I've fallen into. But I actually didn't watch Sailor Moon as a child. I love Believe that. it or not. Believe it or not. I, uh, I, um, for those who don't recognize the fact that my voice is a little deeper, I am a proud trans woman. And uh, when I was a child, I didn't really... Uh, have the chance to really watch a lot of feminine things because it wasn't available to me at the time. Uh, and I didn't have cable cause we weren't rich. So I didn't mm-hmm. really have a way to watch Toonami and Cartoon Network. Or if I, if I did, it would be, you know, I'd be doing something else for school. Mm-hmm. I have a chance to watch. So um, I, I knew about it and I always wanted to watch it. And I liked the aesthetic of it. Like that was one mm-hmm. thing I remember is like, this is for, for me and my developing little trans brain, this is a beautiful thing that I, I gravitate towards. Like, I love the way it looks. Not realizing that it pioneered the whole monster of the week genre for anime. Not realizing that it was the first kind of crossover non-gendered uh, story. And not realizing that the fact that the Deke Dug completely erased the fact that it's the, one of the most queer shows on television. Uh, all of those things put, come into play later on mm-hmm. in my life. But like, at the time I was like, that's pretty. One day I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. And then... Fast forward to like uh, maybe five years ago, and this is how recent I started watching Sailor Moon. Five years ago, I was with in, in a party and I was like hanging out and I was like, I really need to watch Sailor Moon. And they're like, you need to do this. You should go do it. It's a lot of fun. And I'm like, okay. And I had Hulu at the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I can I have time. I've got the ability to binge this like straight through. It's 300 episodes for the original series. And then I can watch Crystal right afterwards. Let's go. Let's do this, right? And I sat down. And the minute I watched episodes one, two, three, four, five in a row, and we we, I was like hooked. And by that point, if you've watched the original series, you don't you haven't even met Ray at that point. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, you won't meet Ray until like episode six and you don't meet uh, Jupiter Mako until like episode 12 or something uh-huh. of this first season. And like, you've met Venus, but you didn't really know you met Venus because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, Sailor V, you know, whatever. Sailor V. Um, so like, but I'm watching him. Like I, I get, I get this. And I, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I don't like monster of the week shows. 
I don't really like shows from the '90s that much, mm-hmm. but for some reason, Sailor Moon is doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. It never felt like that. I was like, this is an interesting show that I like watching. I love the message, and I love the characters. The characters are so well defined, specifically Mercury at the time, which is why I kind of grabbed onto her because mm-hmm. for the first ten or so episodes, it's you get Usagi, who is the whiny crybaby, and you get Mercury, who is like the sweetheart angel genius girl and they're mm-hmm. like well i'm clearly the sweetheart angel genius girl so that's clearly what i want clearly um and so that's that's kind of where i fell into it and then and then the worldwide panini happened and i had literally nothing to do for you know any amount of time so i just rewatched sailor moon again mm-hmm. i'm like well i could go and watch these other anime and i did i watch a lot i watched a lot of a lot of anime i don't know if you can tell i watch a lot of anime uh but I, I wanted like, I want to watch this again. And then that's when I realized like, this is beyond something that I, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. This is deeper than that. Like, this is something that I actually resonate with. I have reasons. I have got thoughts. I've got angry things that make me angry about the show and things that make me very happy about the show. And, and so that really kind of started taking over. And then I started like applying everything I've learned on the show, which didn't even have, cause I watched the Viz dub. Mm-hmm. didn't even have like sailor moon says or anything there were like mm-hmm. there were more morals but i wasn't force fed them like i learned them from watching as an adult mm-hmm. and i was like i get i get this i get this on a deeper level and it really unlocked a lot of doors for me it lo- unlocked the anime world and unlocked japan in general it made me really want to go to japan which i mm-hmm. still do um it but it also helped me find my version of femininity like color style mm-hmm. fashion um friendship you know all these things that are are really strong in me and my femininity are born of me enjoying sailor moon and i will never forget that i love that (laughs) it's become an identity for me it's become part people know me this is the best thing that people don't know me anymore as oh you're the trans girl you're they're like you're the sailor moon girl i'm like i that's way better yeah, I am the trans girl, but I am also the Sailor Moon girl. And that's more important. And now they're like, you're the Sailor Mercury girl. I'm like, you better fucking believe it. Better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you recently went to a convention and cosplayed Mercury. Yeah, it, it was. a I, OK, so that was a long time dream of mine was to cosplay any of the senshi, but specifically Mercury. Mm-hmm. And um, I had actually got the, the costume for Halloween. I did it for Halloween. It's kind of like a tester to see if I could wear it comfortably, which no <laughs> but but i was like okay well you know i i got this in the closet it's it's in there so if i ever future want to like do this again i will and then i was at i was gifted a pass to WonderCon. um and the first night i first day i went i have a group of friends that do bob's burgers cosplays mm-hmm. and i was and you did linda, linda right you did linda yeah. <laughs> i did linda this is the first year every year previous that we've done that i'd done gene and now that i've transitioned or started the transition process I can't really say started. I'm now that I'm midstream in the transition process. Uh, I didn't want to do Gene anymore, and they're like, "Well, you could do Linda," and I'm like, "Well, I can do the voice already." So I'm like, let's go. Uh, but then I was like, I thought it was a one day thing, and then somebody was like, "I've got passes for day day two, if you want to go." And I'm like, "Well, I can't just go and not cosplay. What do I have?" And I'm like, I looked at my closet. And I'm like, "Do I want to do Sailor Mercury? Like, do I want this right now? Like." That's a lot of heat because I'm not physically where I necessarily want to be size wise. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that. Um, but then again, cosplays for everybody and fuck body, mm-hmm. body, uh, hate, hatred people, whatever they're called. Don't care. They're stupid. People that don't like people doing fun things, no yep. matter what the body shape. So I just said, you know what? Fuck this. Like people are going to love it or hate it. 
but I'm going to love it. So I'm going to do it. And then I did. And I had a great time. It was uncomfortable as well because it was a really short skirt and I'm tall. And this thing was, it's from Wish. The, my costume, mm-hmm. my, my Senshi outfit, my Fugu is from Wish. It's a $15 outfit. It's not like pro made or anything, but it was, it looked good enough that I was like, this is passable that I can get away with this. But see, as, as long as like, as far as the Sailor Moon costumes I've seen, it looks good. And you got adorable pictures, which is really all that matters. Right. The pictures at the end of the day is literally all that matters. I got, I've, I'm lucky to have met a lot of professional photographers mm-hmm. from doing different cosplays and going to a lot of cons. And so they were able to take what I had and make it look somewhat like good. And I'm like, okay, I like this. And now I have, I have two Facebook, uh, two Instagram accounts. One of them being my cosplay only Instagram account and it's Holly Mercury cosplay. I don't want to plug it, but like, I'll just I'll say it. Plug it. No plug away. <laughs> um, and, and that's got that and my official one, uh, which I won't plug. Cause you know, who knows the internet, but they both have me as Sailor Mercury on the, uh, um, on the cover art, the profile picture. So I'm like, cool, this is this is something that's now become synonymous with me. And I'm and I'm more than okay with that. More than okay with that. I love that so much. <laughs> so uh like I love that you brought up the the idea of like the styles and the fashions and the colors because I'm shocked that more like Gen uh Gen Z TikTokers are sleeping on Sailor Moon because like it's it's amazing that anime is popular for the first time ever. And for a lot of us who were like high school anime fans and now the other day someone I've worked with who's a little older than me was like, I'm a little mad that anime is popular now because I got bullied for it, but I'm also really excited that anime is popular now because now kids don't get bullied for it. Like I love that so much. Yeah, that person walks so anime can run right like we're fine like i'm cool with Mm -hmm. i know i I respect that person's sacrifice for the greater good (laughs) absolutely like you know what it's one of those things but like to me one of the standout things about the show and it's in every season and even in the most filler of episodes is the styles that the girls turned are just incredible and honestly if all you focused on was sailor moon cosplay you would never be able to do every incredible look between now and the end of time because like you've got their cute maid cafe like you there are just so many a wonderful i mean even like i have a friend who's a um marge cosplayer and yeah. one of my favorite things that she would just casually wear to conventions is the pink overall oh my God, outfit. I, thought you were gonna, I knew you were gonna say the pink one i was like the I, pink, oh the pink the, overalls with the white the shirt pink, yeah, yeah the <laughs> pink overalls are iconic they are yeah. so good but the even getting out <laughs> uh-huh but Love even it. like getting into the later seasons like when we meet a mercury and uranus in their school uniforms that are those like burgundy black and olive like oh, uniforms are oh, so. Neptune, you're, you're, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Neptune, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, Mercury I'm sorry. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that often. But even like when Usagi wore them as like when she was like undercover, like oh, yeah. everybody looked so cute in them. I mean, and even I mean, wh- I, we're gonna put a pin in when I say and the villains, the villain style, chef's uh, kiss. Well, you know, there's a big reason for that, right? Like a massive reason for that is that Noko Takeuchi, the, the mangaka, mm-hmm. the writer for the manga, was was going to be a fashion designer. Like, she was interested in fashion and just kind of backdoor fell into... She was into... This is a, an amazing story that Sailor Moon exists because Naoko Takeuchi had all these dreams of fashion and wanted friends. So she wrote a story about friends that she wanted 
that wore the clothes that she likes. <laughs> and it I became Taylor Swift. Massive. I love that so much. Honestly, I mean, because fashion is such a cutthroat industry as a costume designer myself, even it's like working in garment design is so cutthroat that it's like, why, why not design adorable comic book characters in the clothing that you want to design and just put it on them? Like, it's fine. Like, just and, do that. And all and, those clothes, they're like 90s clothes, but they're not like out of fashion. Like, if I walk down the street in any of those outfits, people are like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Not oh. out of place for 90s Ab- at all. Absolutely. That's and that's why because 90s have been kind of cyclically back around. I was like, the fact that we don't have more like Sailor Moon collab lines in a lot of like fast fashion stores uh is a disappointment, but also I would be angrier if they happened because I wouldn't be able to wear most things. So <laughs> but you but um yeah, so there is such a rich heritage of Sailor Moon. The series was six it's six like six series long correct because it's well, uh, so the original five? run was five, five series long mm-hmm. it's uh sailor moon sailor moon r sailor moon s sailor moon super, super s, s and, and sailor super moon stars. stars yeah or sailor stars uh and uh then then you also have uh two seasons well technically three seasons but two seasons of crystal plus the movies mm-hmm. which are technically mm-hmm. the third season if you want to mm-hmm. cap it like that mm-hmm. So you have that, but that's just a retelling of the same story. Fun fact, though, you mentioned filler earlier. Um, if you watch, I don't know if you've watched Crystal at all. Please yes. tell me. You. Okay, I haven't cool. watched the S season. So when we get the outers, I watched the first two seasons. Okay, so of the new I, series. Yeah, of the new series. Yeah, no, I've seen the complete. I've seen. I've seen all the way up through Sailor Stars of the original multiple times. So perfect. Um, so, oh, so the filler episodes were because they wanted more content for mm-hmm. the other, like the, the TV stations did, because we're like, we, we can't go by what's in the manga. The manga is only 12 issues long. 12 yeah. Issues it's long. so short. Yeah. 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 So they, they went through and we're like, well, we'll add a bunch of these fun little stories. But the thing is they are filler, but they're not unwanted filler because mm-hmm. they serve a very important purpose that you watch if you watch Crystal, which is it really builds all of the girls' characters individually. It gives them a mm-hmm. chance to shine individually so that by the time the end of season one comes, and spoilers for Sailor Moon season one if you haven't seen it, but please do. It's 30 uh, years old at this point. It's fine. <laughs> one, they didn't know if they were going to get a season two. Mm-hmm. They all die. Yep. Everyone dies. Uh, and they're magically reborn again. This is part of the best part about Sailor Moon is that it's so bonkers that this is now the second time they're reborn into their yep. Um, But so like, but you've watched so much this season and you care so much about each of these mm-hmm. girls on individual levels that when they die, it's sad. It's like, so it is sad. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. And you're like, no. And then you don't know if she's going to come back with Tuxedo Mask and all their friends are dead and they used her power to all this great stuff to help her beat, you know, uh, barrel and and uh, and the evil <laughs> so emotional about it uh, <laughs> that like it's it's such a good moment because it's like it's nice and friendship mm-hmm. um and then the next season they're like well we were cleared for another series so let's bring them back but they don't just say oh we're back we came back they have to reawaken again mm-hmm. so like there's a whole like little mini arc in the beginning of season two which also that whole uh, alien and arc and the tree doesn't happen in the manga it's yep. a whole written for tv thing but that beginning of that arc is them re-waking up like oh we're we're back we're alive i don't remember anything but now i do kind of thing a wonderful piece of like little writing that that they did to try to go through it but if you watch 
Crystal, none of that's there because right. it's, it is the all killer, no filler. This is the truest to the manga version of this show. And uh, it is episode one is uh, Usagi. Mm-hmm. Episode two is Mercury. Episode three is Ray. And like, boom, boom, boom down the line until you get later on into the season. But, but they do fix a lot of things that the TV show kind of mm-hmm. skewed off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy for that. We'll talk about that. We will. Yeah, I mean, I know. know. Oh, well, we probably will because I think it's hard anytime you get a a reboot that is so interesting on its own, but so different while Mm. still maintaining the heart of the source material. Um, Because again, with anime, we have to reference the manga, we have to reference the original series. And then, like, when you have, or it's even, I was with a friend the other day and they were like, oh, I just haven't thought about anything new, Card Capture Sakura, that was created. And I was like, well, we had a couple new movies. Like, there's, they're continuing that kind of, you know, they're continuing those thoughts. And so anytime that you've got the new stuff that's still based in the old series, you still kind of have to reference it. And so I would love to talk Crystal uh, as part of this, just because I really enjoyed Crystal, despite the wonky animation a little bit in season one. Only but... in season one. <laughs> they fixed it in the later season. Oh, they did. Well, I mean, and I think you could tell, like, because from the, like, original announcement of crystal to the launch of crystal was so close like it was so fast um but even then i didn't it didn't bother me because again there are certain worlds with characters that i always want to live in and they were trying to still tell a really killer story like wonderful story of the same character so i was like I just want to live in this world so gladly bring it in any more time because Queen Barrel's so fabulous and the delicious uh, uh, Dark Knights are all so wonderful. It's one of those things that I was like, even if it's just the first season, it's fine. And then we got the second season with the Dark Moon family and I was like, those queens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> those queers and queens. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just a so- series like one another of a groups of really really just fabulous villains is boom 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 mm-hmm, and they're all mm-hmm. a little bit more queer than the next and a little bit more queer than the next and i'm okay with all oh, of it yeah. oh <laughs> yeah oh absolutely so let's kind of throw in because there's a lot to talk about because there's also three movies from the original which are they spin off of the series and it's the same characters but they kind of when they bring back they don't always reference them again in the next season um though the sailor moon r movie if you like really gay boy anime i'm just gonna say this shit's so gay uh (laughs) mamaru uh bisexual icon i'm gonna say that mamaru is why i am into chaos twinks that are uh dark haired and pale complexion of any race because uh uh it's it's because to me i was like when they were doing angel on buffy i was like i've already seen this in sailor moon and they did it better with like the angel angelus the like dark the dark mamaru and to to it's it's what uh so let's jump in there's so much to cover so what are just for you we've talked some art and some things what are some things that just for you would be the first thing that just stands out that sets the series apart about something that's so stellar and so special the thing that sets me apart, the first thing off the top from episode number one, the best part about Sailor Moon is the fact that they don't try to make Usagi this overpowered person. Mm-hmm. They should, The first line is like, hi, I'm Usagi Tsukino. I'm 14 years old. I'm a crybaby and a klutz. Boom. First sentence, you already know that she cries a lot and she falls down. And then later on, you realize, oh, she eats way too much food. But that's amazing. We love that. Uh-huh. Uh, so like all these things are like they're instead of saying this is the this is the hero of the universe and this is the person that will save everything 
which she eventually does. They're just like, hey, I'm a normal 14 year old girl. That's fine. Let me, yeah. I, I'm not very good at school, but I still have fun with my friends because that's what children are. They're not mm-hmm. good at school and they have fun with their friends. Um, so like the fact that you've established this, this adorable anti-hero as your hero immediately is like, boom. And now we get to meet her friends in succession. And that's the other thing that stands out to me a lot is the fact that like friendship is such a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's monster of the week. Yes. They have a bunch of powers. Yes. One of them controls water and has an IQ of 300 allegedly. Uh, yes. One of them is super spiritual, can see the future and controls fire. Yeah. All that's true. But honestly, they're only doing it because they just want to have a good time with the people that mm-hmm. they love. And they mm-hmm. do. And that's, that's, this is someone actually, we're talking about card, you were talking about card capture secure earlier. Um, I tried to watch card capture Sakura and I couldn't get into it. And there was like, my friends, like, I thought you love this. You love that aesthetic. I mean, like, I do love that aesthetic. It's very cute, mm-hmm. but here's the difference. I don't know who her friends are. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about her. I just know that she found a book and now she's beating things with cards. That's all I know about mm-hmm. her. I need to know more about Sakura. I know everything I need to know about Usagi within the first five minutes of the show. Absolutely. Uh, and and it's they also do a really nice job of building the world of the, the story. And we only know as much as we need to at any given time. And it keeps getting broader and broader when we need it to get broader, which is something I love about it. Uh, they just redubbed Cardcaptor Sakura. And it uh, going back and uh, visiting it again, it's really difficult because... They took some nuances out, but again, that's a very small spectrum of like, you've got this kid that shows up out of nowhere. You've got her best friend who clearly loves her. And then her clearly gay brother and his ethereally beautiful best friend and, and their mysterious, gorgeous dad. Like, it's just really hot people with hot mystical powers, but they're all like between eight and 16. So like, it's very strange, (laughs) like it's very strange, but they don't, they don't, Clamp didn't focus on as much of making her as likable as as they kind of as the the this company did with Sailor Moon kind of right off the bat, because also it really flipped a lot of like what girls are supposed to be on its head, which is something that I actually really appreciate about the show. Yeah, I mean, because even just to them like playing in the arcade after school to like all these little things that are just so great or like usagi eating all the time that's the first time that i like was like oh i want to eat like japanese food all the time because oh it yeah. always looks so good <laughs> and then i mean I and then go the- to the crown cafe and find that place and eat the hell out of whatever ice cream treats they're making there because they all look good every single time they're there they all look good Listen, I work for I work for Universal and I keep screaming every year that I was like, bring the cool Japan festival here, please. Just because I was like, I just want the Sailor Moon Cafe with all the beautiful treats that look beautiful and delicious and all the cute things that I refuse to pay resellers for. I'm not paying $60 for a popcorn bucket, but God damn it, do I want it. <laughs> As someone who has bought things from resellers, don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. Well, I don't. I never do I, I would also typically buy the like knockoffs of aliexpress and be like i spent eight dollars on this because it is for me and that's all i need <laughs> yeah, yeah. i um i they have these i don't know if you say them, but they're they're a soda company out of taiwan called ocean bomb mm-hmm. um, has sailor moon sodas and <sighs> uh 
they sell them exclusively at Asian markets and they don't stock them very much. So of course I had to have them. Oh, like, of course. At least Sailor Moon and I had to have Sailor Mercury. Like I had to have them. So I went to, there's a store in California called 99 Ranch Market, which has seemed to be the only place that was selling them that wasn't like a mom and pop that I didn't know about. So I'm like, okay, I know where the ranch markets are. I'm going to find it. And I've, I went to, I should you not, seven or eight different ranch markets throughout the Southern California area, all the way from Irvine, California and deep orange County, all the way to Van Nuys in LA. And I got my cans for two 99 each, but they, that was, it was, was it worth the gas? Yes. Yes, it was. it was. <laughs> the other option was going on to Amazon and paying $15 a can for this shit. And I'm like, no, I, so that's great that you can go out there and buy this stuff, but sell it for close to retail mm-hmm. price. Don't sell it for this stupid markup resellers stop, bug me. stop being a shitbag scalper like so, like i've collected toys and things my whole life and like if i resell things i always make sure it's fair or i put them up for auction and let people destroy themselves like i let i let people i started with whatever the original price was and then i let people destroy themselves but like if i make a profit it's great but also typically i just want to make sure that like another fan is able to get things instead of these people that are just hoarding them to resell them like yeah. that's what's like I will always like anytime I go to Target or Walmart, I will look in every nook and cranny that someone could hide something good in because I want to take someone's joy and make it my joy. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I, I mean, I did Funko Pops for a long, long time. And I that was one of the struggles was finding finding the Funko Pops that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm, I'm glad that I'm kind of on the back end of that. I'm starting to sell them off a little bit, which Me is good. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but before it was like, oh, that struggle was so hard. But now I'm now I'm getting to the point where it's like I don't have any more room for anything. Mm-hmm. Like I've completely so there's things that I want. Like I I want to get all the Sailor Mercury figures, and I have a good chunk of them. Like I would mm-hmm. say I probably have 65% of the Sailor Mercury figures that are on the market right now. The ones I don't have are like really rare or really expensive, which I don't yeah. have the money for. Um, but like anything else is like, if it's something that I want and it's there and I can mm-hmm. afford it, I'll buy it, but I'm not going to go hunting for it. Right. Cause I, I know that if I go hunting for it, I'm just making it easier for the crooked resellers to make money on the market. And I, I say crooked resellers cause there are some actual resellers that are, are not crooked. They're yep. just kind of doing it. They're, they're buying old stuff and mm-hmm. reselling it for value. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that go in and, and. Oh, there's a limit of two per person. Well, I'm going to bring 15 people in and pay them mm-hmm. 20 bucks each so they can all, so I can get yep. six or 10 or whatever. We used to, I used to work at the Apple store and we used to have this with iPhones all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And Disney has it all the time too. Yes, and that bugs me. Do. And mm-hmm. it's just ugh, mm-hmm. freaking nightmare. Well, but, and it's just making yeah. it so much harder for people. Cause like, I'm, I'm the same way I've become the older I've gotten, instead of being very broad with my collecting, I've started getting very specific. So like, I love power Rangers, but I only collect pink Ranger stuff. Like that's my, it's my thing. Or um, with Funko, I'm very specific about like, if it's a female character that I love, it's typically what I'm going to get now. Uh, of course, with all the new Scarlet Witch stuff, I'm just like, Oh God, they're so expensive, but I love her so much um or thankfully like i like characters like we'll get to her but like wicked lady which there's very little merch of so thankfully i own most of the things because <laughs> there are only 12 items really that have ever been made <laughs> yeah. more than you think but yeah there are but that. i mean well now because you've got all the little mini figures and the like hanging yeah. figures and i've got of course her one fun co-pop and those things but like i was even at uh box lunch the other day and they have the the 90s style like just plush that are just like 
them as plush uh-huh. the, the little danglers and i went oh god i remember when these were 6.99 at kb <laughs> toys in 1997 but now yep. this is 1999 <laughs> but did i buy it yes but did i have a coupon absolutely i did <laughs> So, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things that like, I love being able to collect things. Um, but I'm very specific now about what I'm collecting just because like, I literally just loaded everything I own into a storage unit because of a job that's coming up. So it's just like anything about recently, it was like, I found a Kate Bishop pop the other day that came with Lucky the Pizza Dog. And I was like, well, I clearly have to get that. But yeah, just (laughs) because more just for, I love Kate, but it's more for Lucky than anything. But uh, you know, it's one of those like, the one thing I don't have is the ugly Bandai doll of Wicked Lady or Black Lady from like 1995. And I found her a lot recently. She's actually been very prevalent. I will not spend $300 on a doll in a box. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, well, okay. I, I say mean, that. well, I was like, I'll spend 100 I'm not spending 200 I will, I will, I say that, but I know for a fact that I just, not too long ago, about six months ago, I bought, um, and you'll know this, uh, the flocked orange bird pop. Uh-huh. Uh, how much did you spend on it? $230 on it. Ooh, on a, on I pop. mean, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. it was super limited. It was a con exclusive and people mm-hmm. want to get what they want to get for it. And it is rare to find a cheaper yeah. price. So if it's something, uh, also just a shout out to Holly. She's the only person that I think loves orange bird more than I do. <laughs> I do have a lot of orange bird stuff. I've Which, kind of, I've kind of scaled back a little bit on orange bird or just a little bit of late, just because I've been kind of not a big fan of what Disney's doing, but like absolutely. orange bird is still, still my, my, I want to say my girl, but we don't really know the orange bird's gender. So we'll just say my, they my don't need a gender. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. They're a bird. <laughs> well, and it's also, they've <laughs> started <fruit>. mass. Produ- <laughs> they've also started mass producing some merchandise for orange bird, which is great, but it's not always cute. Like, like when, like uh, when I had an annual pass, uh, a Hollywood, I always be like, so you going to the parks. Can you send me photos? And I'm like, I got you girl. Don't worry. Oh um, yeah. So last year during the food, uh, no, flower and garden festival, yeah. which is where they produce mm-hmm. most of the orange bird stuff. They, they have been producing a spirit Jersey. And two years ago, you bought the one for me and I loved it. I still wear it. But last year's was like really gross. It was not cute. Yeah. Everything for it was not adorable. And that's why I went that first day and you were like, uh, this is what I want. And I was like, oh, I want a lot of things. And then I ended up not buying a single thing that first day. Cause I went, I don't like any of this And the bucket hat was too small for my yeah. big old head. And I just went, okay, this is fine. I guess. I got the pit. I think, did you get me the picture or somebody got me the picture? I didn't get you the picture, but I know, well, you were talking about wanting it, but you were like, I don't, I don't know yet. So, uh, no, I did not end up getting that one for you, but I think someone, someone gifted it to me. I didn't buy it, but someone gifted me. Which is the best way to go. That was my thing for this, but, but that's kind of been the big thing about figures. And we'll go back to Sailor Moon figures just to kind of, mm-hmm. I know we're Circle back around. Yeah. <laughs> Circle back around. Um, I, with the exception of Mercury, because Mercury has become my kind of senshi du jour. Uh, that's not true. My senshi of choice. Cause it's not of the day. Mm-hmm. It's of forever. Um, if there's a figure that I want, that's not a Sailor Mercury figure. I'll usually pass on it now mm-hmm. because I've been told I'm impossible to buy for, because if there's something that I like, I buy it. It's bad. Same thing. <laughs> so, so this year I'm kind of doing this, this, this thing where it's like, with the exception of Mercury, because I'm trying to complete a collection and with the exception of wall art, which I know no one's going to go to a con and buy wall art like this for me, I can do that on my own. 
everything else I'm just going to chill on and let people buy it for me. So that way they can gift it if they want. And if they don't gift it to me, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't need it. I don't need any of this stuff, you know, but, uh, but I'd also don't need to spend a bunch of money on buying it because I want to go to Japan. I've said this a million times and I can't afford to go pan if I'm spending $200 on figures, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to go to, I want to go to Juban, which Juban is um, the city where the, the girls live. It's a real suburb of Tokyo, yes. J-Y-U-U-B-A-N. It's actually uh-huh. got another name. It's like Juban Asai. I can't remember the full name, but, but all of those buildings in the show are really there. Like the, the mall with the, is really there. The park with the fountain and the clock is really there. The, the Osa P store that her mom, like uh, Naru's mom works at selling uh, jewelry is there. Mm-hmm. And, and so people are saying crazy when I'm like, oh, I want to go to this, this, this. And I want to go to Juban. And they're like, why do you want to go there? And I'm like, because it's Sailor Moon's home. And I need to Clearly. take a picture there. And you Clearly. need to recognize yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to take a picture in front of cram school. And I know it's there and I'll find that. I'll find it. <laughs> well, it's, I've always said the same thing that I want to do a little Sailor Moon tour. And then I have to do a Digimon tour as well from like some iconic spots from <laughs> Digimon, just because that's another love of mine. Uh, but yeah, no. And it's, oh God, it's one of those, I don't want to sound like a typical like weeby kid, but I'm just like Japan. Like I want to go one, because I also because I'm not supporting the American, the Western uh, part of the company, I have to go to Tokyo Disneyland again, just because like, I it's have not to. Disney. It's not exactly. Disney. Well, and specifically, I want to go to Disney Sea because it is un- otherworldly. But I also like, I want to go do crane arcades. I just want to go gaspo finding. Like I want to go gaspo hunting. Like all of these little things I want to do. What's gaspo hunting? What's that? They're the little like, uh, the the little like uh, quarter machine. Oh, Gachapon. Gachapon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, but like just go different hunting of those through like the different arcades and things to just find all the like cute ones I like. And, and also just like bring back cute things that, like oh, again, I already cost- know I'm bringing an extra suitcase with me. Oh, mm-hmm, full of shit. Mm-hmm. That well, is like because <laughs> I also know I'm gonna have to go to the Pokemon Center and spend far too much money. <laughs> well, I, I now I'm gonna add the Ghibli Museum and Toy Animation Museum to my mm-hmm. list. I know they're gonna have stuff there that I want. Uh, well, so I'm and, like, now I'm like, crap. <laughs> and the Gib- and the Ghibli theme park is opening next year or this coming oh, year. Oh, so oh, yeah, they're doing a huge. Yeah, it's like a world of Ghibli. It's set up like Magic Kingdom, but it's all the Ghibli stuff. I can hang out with Ponyo. Uh-huh. I want to hang out with Ponyo. Well, I mean, I know you can hang out with Totoro. That's a thing. Yeah, uh, I can hang out with Totoro at any con. There's always a Totoro thing. Okay, but, but that Totoro, you don't Ponyo. know if that Totoro is going to be creepy or not. <laughs> I, I will say this: having watched all of the Ghibli films so far, with the exception of 10, uh, I can say far and away a sneak preview to my rankings that are coming out that like Ponyo is going to be in the top five. It's probably I, top three. I love <laughs> Ponyo so much. It's so, so cute. cute. It's so, so cute. cute. Uh, it's going to be hard to be spirited away though. That movie's so oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, as we're getting in, we've we've talked a little bit about that there are several arcs of Sailor Moon Separate Event series, um, many, one of which has still never come to America in an official like dub release and kind of these things. So like an official release. Yes. Are you talking about season five? Stars, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it's out. It's just not on streaming services, but you can watch oh, the dub. Oh, okay. It's there. <laughs> I, I went and bought the DVD set so I could watch the dub. Oh, I see that's something I would, because I have a bootleg of the Japanese from thousands of years ago that I bought at Otakon. 
But um, it's, you know, and they introduce so many gorgeous characters that are villains, but then they end up not being villains and all these things. So for you, as you're looking through, what is like, if you had to pick one arc or series that you just love the most of all, whether it be the characters, the villains, what is kind of your standout series? Darkman Circus. Darkman Circus. So super, fun. super S, yeah. Super S and also the Eternal movie, if you're yeah. watching the Crystal version. But yes, uh, Darkman Circus has not one, but two groups of villains in it, like immediately. Like you have, you've got, you know, Tiger Eye, Hawkeye, Fixshy, and then you have the, uh, the, the other, the girls, the, um, the, the Amazons. Thank you, the, the Amazon yeah. who, who, if you read the manga, eventually become Chibi Moon Senshi, which is rad. <laughs> like, it is rad, and they keep their weird circus hair, which yeah, I'm kind so of good. still obsessed with. Oh, so good. Well, I mean, you also get Pegasus in that series, and like, it's just yeah, people shit on Pegasus a lot, but like, it's. They shouldn't like it's such a cool like okay i've been told that it is the worst of the series and i i won't i disagree the first half of r is the worst series because that tree art is terrible and it should never existed but alan and ann are not great characters i don't know like um, it's not great but like i i don't i'm not a hater of chibiusa and i'm not a hater of that that little uh arc only because it's like cool to see her get like a romance story you know mm-hmm. um and also sailor star is crushes you if you watch sailor stars anytime soon it's gonna break your damn heart because oh, i know not in it <laughs> like uh, he's not uh yeah yeah, yeah. it's and then you gotta deal with uh with Saya with sailor star fighter muscling in on mama's territory even though you know they're gender ambiguous which i love i love the fact that there's trans representation even mm-hmm. though they may not have tried to do that but there definitely is yep um but i i don't that being said, I don't want to say anywhere near Usagi. That's that's Mama's girl, goddammit. And you better move. From her. You better step off. There are lots of girls to choose from. There are four more senshis right over there. Mm-hmm. They're all great. Mm-hmm. I, although, oh. although, uh, I keep calling him Greg. It's not his name. That's his name in the American show. Uh, Ami's boyfriend, whose name is Ryu or something like that. Uh-huh. Always, there's only two 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 men that can that can have Ami's heart. It's Ryu, uh, the the smarter genius kid, and there's the um, and uh, there's the the kings of Earth who are the the villains in season yeah. one. Uh, who, if you watch Crystal or if you read the anime or read the manga, you realize that those are actually King and Prince and Demians, mm-hmm. Senshi. Mm-hmm. Like they're his mm-hmm. fighters. They're like the protectors of of the Earth Kingdom, uh-huh. and all of the Senshi dated them. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course they did. Of course they did. Why yeah. wouldn't they? <laughs> They're the betrothed to the senshi and they all, you know, got corrupted by Beryl. Um, but God, this show's so bonkers and I, the lore is so deep. It <laughs> is so bon- It is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> but that's the besides, best part of it, in my opinion. Besides those two, there's only one person that will ever want to be with Ami and that is Makoto Kino. Goddamn Sailor Jupiter. Oh, is, yes. Is Ami's one true pair and if you watch the episode from the original series where she's like i just want to dance and ami comes and goes i'll dance with you i it's over i know what this is i know what this is um a little side in, insight into kind of my brain a little bit um i love sailor mercury but i am 
sailor jupiter like if you if you kind of know me at all like i'm i am a sagittarius i'm tall you know i'm bigger than most you know uh that that is my kind of temperament like i love cooking and plants and stuff um but they're they're a thing they should be together and Mm -hmm. it's like i get it like wouldn't it be awesome to have two lesbian couples on the show instead of just the one Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, I, we have digressed into a weird ass. Oh no. Well, into- <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought up my, uh, one of my favorite pairings in all of anime, which is, uh, Neptune and Uranus because, uh, S for me is, is my, I, I love it so much. It's also the first Sailor Moon series that I watched, like from start to finish, like intentionally, I had a friend, shut her out, Heather Krupp, amazing girl that I grew up with. She would record a week at a time of Toonami, bring me the VHS at church, and I could then watch it quietly in the morning before school. So I didn't get in trouble because my mom was very anti-anime. And I was like, I would draw little black stars all over myself. Like it was... Cause like mistress nine, bad bitch. We love Mr. Like also the, uh, the witches were in credible, great, great designs. (laughs) I think the, the witch, the witches are probably my third favorite group of enemies followed very closely by the, uh, all of the animates animates from, uh, sailor stars. They're my absolute favorite because <laughs> the first, well, and then in high school, the first manga I read because they had done, maybe it was like, as they were releasing or they had just re-released them was the three sailor stars manga. Again, the whole last series is three issues of manga and they do a whole lot in that show. And they do a whole lot in that manga in three issues. So it made a ton of sense when like, Sailor, or it's like Lead Mouse, I think is around for a ton of episodes in the anime just because it's just like, oh, well, we can, we can pull it out. But then they also leave out my favorite character in the anime. So I am a little butthurt about that because heavy, heavy Metal Papillon is, oh, <laughs> oh she, her character design's so good. She's such a I think they reference her once when they're talking, Galaxy is talking to the animators and she's like, well, you don't want to happen to Papillon happen to you or something like that. And that's it. Like that's all they talk about. Yep. yep, yep. (laughs) But uh, no, I think, I think for me, it's just, maybe it's just because S I watched start to finish. I loved it. I think the, I love Saturn's story. I really, the, the original five, my girls, I love the inner scouts, but the outer scouts, like chaos mom, (laughs) <laughs> devil child in my my wonderful lesbians i just it doesn't get better until you get the starlights like i just oh it's so good and especially if you're watching the anime the sexual tension is just so good but remember they're just cousins they're, they're only cousins. Just, cousins. Yeah. They're just cousins that touch a lot and kiss a little bit that's fine and, and live together each other. yep uh-huh oh yeah and have like Cousin. prolonged touching and staring in the middle of aquariums so if anyone doesn't know what we're referencing when sailor moon s was on tv in america on toonami we meet uranus and neptune uranus who is a very um masculine presenting person uh neptune who's very soft and feminine and musician um uh uranus who throws the hearts of all the inner scouts just on the ground stomps in the middle like uh he's so pretty and everybody's like oh wait what um 
And uh, yeah, so they are girlfriends. They are in a committed uh, eternal partnership, if you will. Uh, they love each other very much. But in America, they're just, they're cousins, don't you know? Because weren't their names like Alex and Michelle too? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I don't she's, like Mich- she's Michiru in, in the Japanese. But yeah, like, and Haruka and Michiru. Like, yeah. I, I, I go exclusively by the, Jap- by the Japanese names. Yeah, I, um, I will I only cannot, go with the American if I can't remember. <laughs> I, I know Ami is called Amy, which bugs me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know Ray is called Ray, and but they spell it different, you know. And then Usagi is Serena, which spoils the whole damn thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll go a little deeper than what you said, uh, too, just to give context to the listeners. Do it, do it, do it, do it. So uh, the original series, when it came out, the people that that brought it over deke and and that whole group was like they watched the series they're like we're not going to be able to show this on american audiences because all the references are japanese Mm -hmm. you won't get it so they proceeded to go through and not only scrub out all of the queer stuff they scrubbed Mm -hmm. anything that was purely japanese out of it Mm -hmm. including some very important things to plots Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also like whole episodes disappeared because they're about spiritual things that only mm-hmm. Japanese people know about. And then they proceed to completely, you know, wash it of anything that has to do with queerness uh, and anything that's slightly deviant to, you know, the, the waspy minds of white parents in the middle Midwest. And then they put it out and Nako Takeuchi hated the dub, mm-hmm. like absolutely thought it was the most garbage dub she'd ever watched. She'd never proceeded to finish the dubbing. Uh, in terms of watching it, when when uh, Deke lost the rights and it went to Cloverway, Cloverway is the ones that were they were a Canadian company mm-hmm. tried to fix it a little bit, but also were the ones responsible for the cousins thing that was part of the, Clo- the Cloverway dub. And then and then they just didn't air season five because yep. oh we can't have boys that turn into girls we can't have that mm-hmm. so we got to cancel the whole thing. So that's why we have in the 90s when when Viz buys the rights, they go to Naoko and they're like, hey, this is an amazing property. We love it exactly as it is. Can we just redub it? And they bring in amazing voice actresses. They bring in the lovely Stephanie Shea. They bring in Christina V, former Jungle Cruise skipper, Christina V, uh, if, in case you didn't know. Uh, they bring in Kate Higgins, who I'm probably going to meet next month. Um, they're, they're bringing all these like amazing talent in. Uh, Sharami Lee, Robbie Draymond, who's now on Critical Role, plays Tuxedo. Great, great voice actors. And it's such an improvement, not mm-hmm. only because the voice acting is better. Um, the characters are restored back to their original, uh, original selves with their original characters. And all of the references to Japan are back everything so you have a true translation of what it was supposed to be if you're watching in the japanese mm-hmm. which is why i am a, v- a viz dub watcher mm-hmm. because i'm a purist and i enjoy it and i will never ever accept the cousins thing not even if you're like well it was my childhood no they're mm-hmm. not cousins they're in love lesbians are fine and you need to get over that shit right now also, I feel like it's only a straight person, a cis straight person that's going to be like, but the cousins thing, it was fine for kids. You know, with kids, you don't want to, it's like, you're fine with Usagi and, and Mamoru being together from the first moment and finding yes. love and being the eternal king and queen together and their child dropping in in the second series with a gun to her father's head. 
might I add. Um, again, another bonkers fucking thing about this show. I will, and on top of that, you're okay with the fact that Mamoru, who is a college student, is dating Usagi, who is a middle schooler. Oh, and you yeah. Have no problem with that, which is also a change because he was supposed to be Usagi is a high schooler and Usagi is a middle schooler. They're only three years apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. big difference 17 to 14 is way different than 20 to 14 and you know it yes oh very different very <laughs> different very different uh i just I, ju- I just this is filling me with just such warm fuzzies because this show it just it's and we're it's, not even talking about the kings the great kings of earth who they just straight up uh, said we can't have this one be gay so we'll make him a woman literally <laughs> literally like I just, but then I'm again, so- that same exact season, his friend is totally okay hitting on Naru and like being this like weird, creepy May December but switched like relationship with like, oh, I'm a big curly haired man with a sports car, but I'm gonna hit on you, middle schooler, and it's totally mm-hmm. fine. But those guys, no, they can't be in love with each other. Split exactly. them up, make them make no, that a girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, evangelicals are marrying their 16-year-old child brides. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. But the anime is the devil. It's going to bring down modern society. It's going to bring down the modern the modern society it's y'all just better watch VeggieTales. that's all you gotta watch all right listen i stand some VeggieTales. i stand (laughs) listen it's like the most secular christian thing ever like i i you know attest a lot of my my uh contemporary humor to (laughs) to (laughs) veggie tales um so we talked about villains a little bit already but let's uh, like launch in um who you so you said you've got like a a one two three four five so give me your who are your favorite villains kind of in order and kind of why why they're your your favorite villains okay uh this is gonna be hard so i uh one is the uh the um the anim not the animates the the tiger eye fish eye hawkeye they have mm-hmm. a name they're the amazons they're the amazon trio yeah they're the amazon trio yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the other amazon ones are the amazon the- quartet the Amazon Quartet, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the Amazon Trio is first. I love Fisheye to death. Fisheye is my all-time queen, and he rocks the shit out of everything because he's mm-hmm. like, I just like being a girl, so I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. And everyone mm-hmm. loves me because I'm hot, you know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and I stunningly love beautiful, stunningly so beautiful. gorgeous. And then I was like, yeah, but I'm a guy, whatever. And he's like that one like fashion model. He's like taking off his shirt and he's just got like a like a bare like guy's chest. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. He's like, why? I'm a guy, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, the super good. Uh, the Amazonesses or the Amazon Quartet, uh, number two. The Animates, easily number three. Uh, the Black Moon Clan, super four. I, I, they're even kind of one and one A with uh, with the uh, Animates in terms of part three. I think they're both very good. Uh, blah, five would probably be, probably be, and here's where it gets tricky because like I like the 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 kings of heaven. I like those guys a lot, but they're not really villains to me because I just right. see them as corrupted mm-hmm. heroes. So I'm gonna put uh Prince Demond and his Prince Demond is the black moon fire. Um God, I'm not gonna put Alan Ann in there. Screw that. Uh I guess it's the kings of her kings of earth. I guess it has to be. It has yeah, to be. yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm missing a group though. I feel like I'm missing a group. (laughs) Why? No, you're no, you're not, because there's yeah, no, that's everybody. I mean, because you mentioned the animates in Galaxia, you mentioned the Amazon Quartet, the Amazon Trio, you mentioned oh the witches. You missed the witches. 
Oh, I did miss the witches. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the witches are better than Kings of Earth for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just because they they're so bonkers and mean, like they're they're just like like I know we shouldn't talk like this, but they would just be like, "Oh, you're such a fat cow," and I'd be like. I love you. I love everything about you. You talk mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I became a sassy bitch because of the Witches Five. Like they are, like so. I mean, just so ridiculous and like hair on point. They. I mean, if you told me they were a group of drag queens, I'd probably probably believe you. I mean, there's Uh, probably a lot of people that could be drag queens on Sailor Moon. Let's be honest. Clearly, oh, some people that are drag queens. Like I mean. Yeah, fish eye queen fish for Christ's sake. It's true. Well, I mean, Queen Barrel for sure. For sure. Like, I see her, I see Divine. Like, it's one of those things, like, she's just like a very elevated version of like Divine, but like that sleek purple dress with the like, it's the same thing I love about Rita Repulsa. They're just like so bonkers, Mm -hmm. but like so glamorous and wonderful. I just, I was like, but of course, she found the four most beautiful men who were attached to a king and queen and said, You're mine now. Yeah. Like I just re- something I like about the villains from a storytelling standpoint, we understand the stakes of what they're doing in most situations, and they really kind of keep elevating the stakes for us in many ways. Of like, yes, they're always trying to take over the universe, but like, there's always ulterior motives to that, and I really, I really appreciate that about an anime villain because sometimes an anime villain is just like ah, ha 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 power, I shall destroy you all because I can. And it's like. Well, like- yeah, it's like Nehalenia, right? Like Nehalenia is was is just her goal is to destroy the Silver Moon Kingdom, everyone part of it because she didn't have friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like how dark is that? Like I don't have any friends, so fuck the universe. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> only really Galaxia, and Galaxia is only the only reason that Galaxia is so far off is because she swallowed chaos. Mm-hmm. Like she literally took all of the evil in the world. And was like, I'll just put this all inside me, so it's not in the world anymore. <laughs> This is I a mean, good plan, right? It's, it's it's like what happens when the Phoenix Force comes to Sailor Moon. Like truly, like it's very, it's 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 their version of a Phoenix Force story from X Men. But I mean, I Galaxia is stunning. She's beautiful. I like the animates because we're starting to see like they call themselves the sail. Like maybe this was just the uh, like thing, but like calling themselves like the sailor. Their well, they own. are. Uh, that's yeah. that's so the like, part about the series is like they are sailor scouts. Like Sailor Galaxia, Sailor Iron Mouse, Sailor Tin Nyanko, like they're all the same kind of sailors in the mm-hmm. way that the Senshi are sailors, but they're just corrupted versions of it created mm-hmm. by all evil, um, which is kind of cool. And also the best part about that season is the monsters from Monster of the Week are the most absurd yes. absurd monsters. I'm 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 a teacher now. Nope, now you're a phage. Guess what? Uh, you're a sailor teacher. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill you with like uh, erasers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stupid, like sailor sports star. Like you just, they're just dumb versions of like the thing that the person was, and and the, the sailor stars were just gonna fucking murder them. <laughs> they're like, ah, eh, they're dead now. And Sailor Moon's like, no, no, I got this, and changes them back to human. But before that, if Sailor Moon wasn't there, all those people would just be dead. Just be dead. <laughs> just because be- the sailor stars would just hack them to death with their powers which is so something which is something so interesting because like when we meet the outer scouts they're very flat and like we've got to do our duty to like do the thing and you know they are a little group together but it's also like they're doing things out of duty because they have to and then when we then meet the like sailor starlights it's like oh shit 
y'all are pop stars who just oh you're just gonna mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're only pop stars to try to get their message to their princess I mean, that's it's, really tr awesome. it's true like, it's true but i love love <laughs> i will i will also say that i love I love a transformation device and Sailor Moon has some of the most fun. And of course, everybody gets powered up. Everybody's bows get a little bigger. Everybody gets a star. They get a heart instead of circles at one point. It's one of those things. I just love a little upgrade, like cute little upgrades. I love them. And Sailor Moon has a lot of them. Um, now talk about things that are far too expensive for me to collect. It is the Bandai reproductions of all of those. But um Excuse me a second. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. I'm just over here, uh, just just casually walking over to uh, to to hear. Are you talking about these? Talking about oh no 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 the the um the actual like wands like the oh the wands my wands those are oh, beautiful oh. though. <laughs> I just bought the the Eternal Sailor Moon one the other day at my local anime shop. We have this giant. It clearly used to be like um um pharmacy or something uh it's called k-pop and usa shouting them out uh not a sponsor or anything but i love your store uh but they had that the eternal sailor moon figure and she was a really reasonable price and i was like i need some beautiful usagi in my life so that is that uh, she is she's in my storage unit she's still in the box but they're not i think i paid 25 or 30 dollars for it and i was like that's 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 i can afford that that i can do <laughs> yeah as opposed um, to there's one figure of of and it's absolutely gorgeous but say the mercury on a pedestal but like around her is like water swirling mm -hmm. and i want it so bad but it's 350 dollars. of course of course it's one of those i'm like i respect anyone who can't afford that but like i'm a weeb on a dime over here <laughs> I, I will say this you're not the only person that might be getting a new job and if i get this new job one of the first sports is I'm going to go online and find that damn figure and get it. Yes, do it. I, but, <laughs> and you know, it's one of those things that, you know, everybody gives anime. Um, we I brought up filler earlier. We've talked about kind of filler, but like they always made a fun time that it was fun in the show. They didn't always really waste it. Again, we're exploring these characters for who they are. We're exploring what the show thought of humans and like the Japanese public and kind of the world as a contemporary entity at the time. And a lot of those filler episodes do it, especially when we like get Ray's episodes where we actually learn a lot about like spirituality and like the idea of religion versus a faith spiritual system in Japan, which I love. I mean, for a long time, I had a friend the other day. It was like, I thought she just had paper power. I thought she just, I was like, okay, clearly you don't. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, but like, it's, um, Something that, I mean, I think anime has gotten a really bad rap for having filler. Now you have certain shows like Bleach or Naruto that do entire arcs that are nothing but filler. Mm -hmm. But I think Sailor Moon even utilizes a way of like something that could be negative, like filler. They utilize it in a beautiful way. Um, is there anything kind of looking at the show that uh, as you've kind of watched and rewatched that you wish the original had done a little different? Yeah, I wish they would have. That's a real good question. Damn. Hitting the hard questions, man. I wish they would have uh, given more time to some of the backstory lore of the Silver Millennium. Mm -hmm. And they did do a pretty good job in the first place, but there's still a lot more deeper depth that gives a lot more to the characters. Mm -hmm. um, I wish they would have never done the tree arc. I wish they would just skip that completely because it's it, it is your filler arc for Sailor Moon, but it does kind of give a little bit in terms of like character wise. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, I think I think every every episode beyond that is absolutely necessary in the 300 that are out. Um, I'm not going to say it's a perfect anime because it's very problematic. There's a lot of things that like like the uh, the weight loss episode is real problematic. Um, but you know they're not all going to be great, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know it, it's I I don't like excusing things as product of their time, mm-hmm. but it's a product of the time and the product of their country at, at the mm-hmm. time, and it's a snapshot. And I don't think they should change it. I think they should learn from it. That's like anything should always learn from their mistakes. And I feel like they have, because those things don't exist in Crystal. So they've yeah. definitely gone through and kind of taken a look at that kind of stuff. But it's few and far between. Yeah. Um, it's few and far between for what, what the show is and how long it is. Mm-hmm. And and it's not repetitive. Like for what for being a Monster of the Week, that's the one thing about Monster of the Week shows that are rough is that a lot of the same time, like you're like, yeah, you battle this monster, but it's not more powerful than that monster you battled two seasons mm-hmm. ago. And so you have this, this trick of like, oh, we better power up our supers to power these bigger and badder monsters all the time. Salem doesn't do that. If anything, it weakens the heroes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yes, this, this, yes, Sailor Moon does eventually find her way into like, being neo queen serenity and everything but like it takes a long time for her to get there and you get to realize that she's she's just a little girl who doesn't mm-hmm. want this yeah. like she didn't ask to be the hero of the universe and she never wanted it and she hates seeing her friends her family people that she doesn't know get hurt and it, it's emotionally taxing for her every time someone dies every time a villain dies it's taxing to her mm-hmm. and you see that for anyone who's had mental health issues like myself like that's trauma Mm -hmm. and you're seeing her trauma and you're seeing her deal with the trauma and survive it through the power of friendship and that's not just a cliche the power of friendship like literally she's leaning on her friends to help her through this and that's 100% Naoko Takuchi because Mm -hmm. she did that she lived that she's like I need this person in my life I'm going to create them oh I'm going to create five of them I'm going to create 11 of them I'm going to create 30 of them yeah well and it's also (laughs) I think it's really important that it shows that the strength of even an all-powerful character isn't that they're all-powerful, it's their support system and that Usagi's support system continued to grow. And many times her friends literally sacrifice themselves in order to make sure that she is strong enough to save the day because they know that she will bring them back or that they will, you know, they're also, it's the one thing I kind of thought was beautiful at the end of the first season of Crystal, spoilers for Crystal, that they were like, they were, teen girls who were like if this is the end of our lives we've done something very important and we are okay with that and that was something so like i probably cried through the last two episodes of crystal because i thought it was beautiful i thought their story uh, telling aspects for those girls really strengthened what we had lost by not having episodes exploring each of them necessarily um but in those moments of seeing just their undying love and support for usagi as a friend was just so amazing and just kind of leaning into the fact that they are her knights they are her support system they are her her team which i love also on top of that it shows the real power of of women mm-hmm. and like how how a woman will know like like usagi knows like she may not want to do it she may not be able to but she knows that she's the only one that can mm-hmm. and like when she's when she goes in there and walks out of the cloud with baby Saturn in her arms and she's like like this is a different person that's the the mm-hmm. baby in the klutz and you're like you know she's a goofball you know she's she's kind of a, like a, a you know little spaz out but like honestly 
she's the person that we needed right now mm-hmm. and she knew it and she took that on her burden on herself mm-hmm. and she fucking did it mm-hmm. and if she can do it i can do it you can do it anybody can do it yep. and it's amazing to watch and that's tears that'll bring tears <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> so there's also a really interesting aspect of sailor moon that it's a very japanese thing which is live stage musicals and there are a ton of them and this is something that i found and again we're both musical theater people we're theater people i oh we the musicals are so chintzy but i am obsessed with them and they've become super accessible in the last few years it's really easy to find the performances online and so some of them rehash you know seasons of the show they rehash certain things um but like they're really fun and like that it's pop music it's music written for it it's in the takarazuko school of performance style so it's typically an all-female cast which is amazing even playing the men's roles uh and like they do like the transformations and things and they just make it work and they lean into the camp like it's the thing that makes it like fun but then makes it purely camp for me um And in a way that like, I can excuse that. I'm like, oh, clearly we, uh, none of the girls are on stage right now. We're getting a a movement between because we need about three minutes for them to change into their costumes. Uh, uh, And then they do a really clunky, they do really clunky transformations, but I don't care because it's so much fun. Um, And that's something that's like, every time there's like a giant thing or we see broadcasts from Japan or we see live performances, the people, like they're always giant crowds. The people love it. They are supporting it. And I, I think that's so much fun. I think it's so important. Um, it even came to New York a few years ago, they brought one of the shows to New York. And I was just like, I never thought this would happen in my lifetime that they would bring, one of the the and the costumes are a little different they're totally grandiose they're all edged in glitter yeah. and gold and they've got the different accessories and things and i just it's something that is i mean they've done it like there are so many of the enemies that actually have stage stories and there are a ton of naruto there's a really cool one piece super kabuki where they embrace kabuki and then it's all one piece it's really fucking cool <laughs> like something that japan loves and and we don't love as much here in the states but i that that show you're talking about is back on may 14th in new york by the way <laughs> For the Japanese cultural festival. I saw don't, a picture for it and like don't tell me that because I'm gonna be like clearly I can call out of work for two days and fly to New York to see I need show. you to do that, Maddie. I need you to go for me because I can't. I'm on the West Coast and I'm poor. So please uh, go for me. I'm also poor, but like, oh God. Oh, that would be so much fun. One day, one day, one day. Honestly, I just it's one of those things I really want to see it. Oh, well, it's also because like they just did the spirited away play. I'm mm-hmm. so excited that it's going to be broadcast on Hulu. We're going to be able to watch it because, yes, it's going to be on Hulu. And I'm so excited because the puppetry looks cool. The design is fucking cool. And it's just the thing I always love. And I look forward to the, the pro- like they just released a new promo or it's a promo of the most recent uh, Sailor musical that's based around Sailor Moon Crystal. And it's just beautiful. It just looks stunning. The wigs are always so good. All the, all the actresses look so good. Most of them are pop stars or they're pop star adjacent. Like, it's just something that's so fun. Um, now, they had about- a, full, a full on Sailor Moon Cafe in Tokyo that, that closed. It was, a, it was a casualty of the pandemic, but 
uh, I saw a video from it and was like, it's the performers, like basically musical level performers doing like a, um, like Ellen Stardust Cafe version of Sailor yep. Moon, like walking for those who have not from New York, that's like a diner where people sing, the waiters sing. It's evidently not very uh, fun, <laughs> but it exists. But this is like, like the, like the girls will come out and like do a stage show, a little battle. And then they'll come on and talk to the guests on the tables while they're all eating Sailor Moon food. And like, they have the, like the whole kit and caboodle. And they just, it's all in life. It's all in life. And I'm like, why is it, why did it close? Bring it back. Bring it back. How much do I have to pay to bring it back? I want it. I want it. I want it. I I want it it so much. (laughs) Now, something else that we also haven't talked about Sailor Moon got what I call the Super Sentai treatment or the Kamen Rider treatment in the middle of the aughts, like early 2003, four, five ish time. And they had a single season of a live action Sailor Moon series. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it because I am still trying to figure out how to watch it. I know the website that it's on, but like it requires you to download it through a, a yeah. torrent. I don't have the ability to do. It used to all be on YouTube and that's how I watched it. Like right after the release before YouTube really cracked down on stuff. Um, and so I want to that- watch it real bad. Because there's a character that I really want to watch and study. And I think you know which character I'm talking about. Oh, Dark Sailor Mercury? Dark Mercury, uh-huh. who is the most badass costume design I've ever seen. I'm like, Dark Mercury? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the show is weird. The sh- it's very strange because like we get a Chibiusa character in the first season, but it's Luna as a Sailor Scout. So it's like oh, yeah. sentient cat Luna. But Luna's also, when we see Luna, otherwise she's a literal plush. Like there were certain <laughs> things that they try to make work for the time that all the girls get transformation watches instead of the wands. Now, something I really did like about that series, all of the girls look like normal Japanese schoolgirls, And then when they transform, they get the anime hair. And right. I was like, honestly, that's so cool because how do you actually protect your, um, identity other than like, and it was really cute part of the actual transformations. Um, but like it was a little weird it didn't i i didn't love that they really didn't so I, it's not really a spoiler it's also been out like 20 years um but yeah. yeah the girls don't appreciate ami in the way that they do in the anime and so she really falls to nephilite very quickly and like barrel brings her in and she very quickly becomes not quickly because it's the second arc of the series but yeah she's just like my friends hate me and i fucking hate my friends so can i kill them please and they were just like yeah let's do it and she gets her dark transformation but like it's a really cool end of the season arc now something they also do in that is uh princess serenity neo queen serenity is part of usagi but she's a being who then like possesses her body and her whole thing is when she decides that the earth is no longer worthy that the people of earth have fallen to the darkness she literally wipes out all life on the planet and starts it over like she's a god like that is her whole ability and so the last couple episodes are them fighting barrel and dark mercury but also them stopping usagi when she fully slips into serenity and she's like none of you are worthy i'm sorry you'll be reborn when the time is right but i can't fucking stand this planet wow oh it's so (laughs) stupid but it's really great they did an honestly great job with the monsters being real people and some of them are like beat for beat the anime like the first episode is naru's mom 
It's really, you know, it's the cafe is adorable. Something else they do in that series is like Venus is hard. Like she's a pop star. So like, but um, she's really mean to them. And she literally is like, you're useless. I'm clearly Sailor Moon and you're no longer needed. And sends Usagi away and has her own like Tiara Sailor Venus transformation. But like Sailor V exists in the show too. It's really interesting in many ways. Mamoru is so bad. Mamoru is so hot. Uh, but then they also did a special that ended the series that is their wedding it's it's about their wedding so they they never transform they don't they aren't the sailor scouts in it at that point but it's like following like Mamoru realizing that he's actually in love with her but like they're also fulfilling a cosmic purpose and so they really just focus on beautiful scenes that recreate all of the like ending beautiful flowing dress art from the show like the original anime and so like I think it's literally like 23 episodes the whole series um what I would do is you know how there's always like DVD bootleggers at convention still I would yeah. see if any of them have a DVD of it for like 20 or 30 bucks because it would be worth buy it. yeah it would, buy it. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure also if anybody out there knows where we could find it because I know some of you are huge weeby Sailor Moon fans like send it to me and Holly because I would love to revisit the show because it's been about 20 years since I watched it so I would love to to rewatch you can see clips of it but there's also like yeah, I encourage, I'll put it on our social media, the Dark Mercury transformation, because it's very cool. It's very, very cool. I will say this, though. I have enough source material that when I finally do watch the show, I have enough to take my Sailor Mercury cosplay and make it into a Dark Mercury cosplay. You should. So, but I I'm, I want to look better in my Sailor Mercury cosplay before I start the Dark Mercury. I got to fix up some of the, the, the hem wrong issues and, and like kind of fix some of the... Well, or that's when you save a little and you just get someone, because I know there are some amazing costume people out there, get someone to build one for you that's in exactly your measurements. Oh, that would be great. If I dream, had right? money. It's the dream. <laughs> if only I had money to pay an artist. Well, to if, do the- <laughs> if only everything wasn't so incredibly expensive currently. Uh, fabric's so expensive. Now, <laughs> uh, something I want to positive for us. Mm-hmm. About 10 years ago, Warner Brothers had said that they had acquired the rights for an American live action Sailor Moon movie. There was okay. never casting announced they didn't get that far at one point i think alexis bladell was tied to maybe play usagi or the usagi character i know uh what are your thoughts about the idea of a western sailor moon film or television show well uh they tried it at one point allegedly oh literally the original is oh yeah well okay tell the story because that's i'm i'm i was gonna bring it up earlier and then it totally lost left my yeah. brain so bring this so, up yeah so there this is it's considered lost media because nobody's ever found any of the actual footage except the trailer for it the trailer screen this trailer for this screened at a anime convention in mm-hmm. 2005 i don't know mm-hmm. but a company called tune makers uh legitimately found uh there were they acquired the rights to do Sailor Moon in the U.S. as a TV show. And they made a kind of Sabrina the Teenage Wish-esque show, but like the, not not the, the new Melissa one. Melissa Joan like the, Hart, yeah. Right, the old school one. Uh, with Combined with like very 90s animation and like made this like really bonkers version of Sailor Moon. We're like, we're kids in a high school having fun, but also saving the world when we're cartoons. And we've got one white cat. And it's it's like, a bizarro Sailor Moon world. It's like yes. what if Sailor Moon was born in America and was bad at things, but like like charming bad, like Usagi is, but like mm-hmm. bad and like 
not good at being a sailor scout. Yep. Uh, but we don't really know. And like, there's been a, there's a great documentary uh, article on this on YouTube and also like written out of this girl that legit went everywhere. She went to the head of tune makers. Mm-hmm. She went to all the people that were involved in the deal and were like, do you have a copy of the pilot episode? We need to find the pilot episode and they cannot find it. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. one day, like in some random warehouse, someone's going to come across this thing that says Sailor Moon and it's the pilot episode of this. And the world will be able to find this again because I feel like we need it. I feel like we need it. Um, not because it's going to be good or we want to make a series out of it, but just because we need to know that it, how bad it was. I yeah. think. Well, and it's, it's very nineties in the way that it's like every one of her friends is a different race. It's very Jim and the holograms in many ways. And sailor Mars or Mercury are in a wheelchair and she's still in a wheelchair when she transforms, they have yeah. these like, sky gliders that are shaped like moons like they they're on these like space glider things again in queen barrel is like really strange looking and like they go to the moon and it's like craggy and things and not beautiful yeah but it looks very much like babysitter's club meets uh teenage witch and with a little like teen witch thrown in there uh yeah. with then the animation of like gem and the holograms and sky dancers like it's yeah. it's so you know what's really funny though i own three cells from it animated cells from it really (laughs) they were on ebay i have one of barrel one of like sailor moon holding uh the white cat and then one of the logo uh that i bought on ebay for about twenty dollars a piece uh, about seven years ago oh yeah i've like collecting cells because there's also this great company called animation legends Mm -hmm. and they've essentially buy up old companies that are just like throwing out things they bought up all of these like spare like background cells side cells uh things and so like I got, I think it was like five from My Little Ponytails. It was like $25. And they're not always the best, but like they've got, I mean, they've even got Brave Little Toaster. They've got some like really cool stuff um, that they sell periodically. I think I have some of from the Ewoks animated show as well. Um, That's just very cool because those are just like strange things to own. But again, like these things exist. But even when you talk to people, nobody at Toonmakers really remembers this project. Like yeah. a lot of them talk about, like, they're just like, maybe it was a thing, but like, blah. Um, and the the trailer, so, and also even the trailer that we have of it, the, the like spot with the really like poppy 90s theme song, it's someone recording it on video, watching it on their television. So I'll post that on our social media because I revisit that on YouTube every once in a while as well, just because it's... Yeah. ridiculous but i i would worry about a like gritty like hard like i feel like the closest we got to a western sailor moon was sucker punch and that wasn't Ooh, very that good was it was bad and i feel I like that's i feel like <laughs> that's the i feel like that's the level of like western sailor moon we would get and i don't want or need that yeah i think I think there could be a live action Sailor Moon movie that's not campy, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would have to be made by like a 24. It has to be made. I would only want it to be made with an all Japanese cast. Like I yeah, would want too. it to be a, because it's such an iconic Japanese property that like putting it just, you know, whitewashing it and put it in the West is like not, mm-hmm. not good for anybody. Like it doesn't make the property better. Uh, it's going to be like the last airbender. Yeah. <laughs> you know like the movie that shall not be named um it's like why why would you do that when you have all this talent 
in that region who could easily do this. Um, you've got a lot of filmmakers that could go out there and make make a viable film with great effects and great story based mm -hmm. on the original source material and have a series of really amazing Japanese actresses and mm -hmm. actors do it. That would be the only way I'd, I'd want it. I, I don't also, want Ghost in the Shell version. Oh, of it. no. Yeah. I, I also think that like when you westernize something like this that is so specific, a love letter, but also references to the culture and the place that it's from, you lose so much of what makes that series that series. I feel like the same thing of like if we got an Evangelion or something as well. Like it just, there's certain things that I just... I think our lost in translations don't even get me started on like death note, the American death note that we got. Yeah. Like there are also just things like it's what I say to Disney. We don't even always need a live action version of things. We don't need to necessarily necessarily make like um, Western versions of anime. Like they do such a beautiful job on their own. And like, they've inspired so much like American animation, but it's like, let's keep doing what, let's let them keep doing what we're doing if if that means that we still get like sailor moon in that form i don't i don't need a live action western version of it um, i mean would i watch it yeah probably yeah, oh I'd oh absolutely but you know it was even like uh the american film company couldn't even get jim and the holograms right so like you're certainly not going to get sailor moon correct like yeah i feel i still remain to this day the the only live action uh cartoon ad adaptation that i've enjoyed has been jody's in the pussycats <gasps> so good that movie is so and only because it was good. completely a satire uh -huh. like it and was and it, it was a satire and it was a a, a commentary on uh, capitalism mm -hmm. and everything and it's like i get it but also the music slapped <laughs> as the kid as the kids say they understood the assignment when they yes. were making that movie. The fact that we didn't get a sequel is a crime, but also like, I'm fine. With I'm it. so, <laughs> I'm so happy that that movie exists in the way that it does. Also just that it cast is so too. good. It's it holds so up good. Too, by the way, like yeah, I watched it, it like, three, like two years ago and it's like, this movie is still great. Still it is, great. It is so, oh, it's so <laughs> great. Um, but if anybody out there for some reason hasn't watched Sailor Moon, could you give them like what your byline would be of like why they should go visit it? It's all on Hulu. It's all on Hulu. Like why you should go visit it. Why you should go visit it. So, uh, so with Sailor Moon, it is, like I said, it, it is one of the pantheon of the original uh, major anime. But beyond that it is a sweet story about friendship and love and trust and happiness uh, but it's also a great, great action story that has a lot of, of really great uh, story beats and moments to it. Um, and it's just the right amount of bonkers where it's not boring at ever because some weird shit's going to happen. Like you have a daughter that comes from the future who just happens to be 950 years old and can't age. Cool. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we're good with that. You know, yeah. uh, all these things are, are meshed in and you could really you could watch it out of order if you needed to. Hell, lots of people did. Um, or you could watch it in in sequential order, like you can, and it's very accessible. Um, so why not give it a shot? You know, you you like me, I gave it a shot, and it became a part of my identity. And I don't see why anyone else couldn't be the same. So I I could not have said that better. Also, like value yourself and just enjoy also like sailor moon isn't the original magical girl anime but like it set a precedence and it literally defined the genre and so like honestly i'm a big i'm a big proponent of a magical girl anime like 
I love Sailor Moon, but I also love something that's so dark and ridiculous, like Madoka Magica, like it's, <laughs> or Yuki Yuna Saves the World, anything where it is just a doom and gloom magical girl story, but also like Cardcaptor Sakura, Magic Knight Ray Earth, um, or even flipping it on its head with a show, it's a parody series called Cute High Earth Defense Club Love, which is a magical boy series. There's also what? Sanrio Magical Boy series. So like, this genre, it's so hopeful, it's so beautiful, but it's also so fun. I mean, you also have like Magical Do Re Mi, Pre-Tier, all these kinds of shows that are just like in Sailor Moon, honestly, the success of Sailor Moon, I think really defined this genre and it really kind of sent it forward. And I am just so thankful for it and that it exists. Yay. Holly. Well, I couldn't said that better at all. So you did. <laughs> thank you, my dear. Thank you again so much for being on the show. This has been an absolute delight talking Sailor Moon with you for the last hour and a half. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is of awesome. Of course. Tell everyone at home again where they can find you on the interspace. Yeah. So uh so for now, my Instagram is Holly Mercury Cosplay. Uh, that's gonna it's a fairly new account, so there's not much on it. But that's going to be where I'm going to be have my public uh, persona. Uh, my Twitter account is sweetieholly99. You can find me on TikTok at hollywoodscott99. Uh, yeah, there's a 99 in there. <laughs> um, that's kind of like where I'm doing most of my stuff nowadays is on on the TikToks um, and on the. Uh, I, I mean, I have Facebook and stuff, but they're all kind of personal and private, mm-hmm. so I, I don't shout those out. But you can find me if you want to see me perform. Uh, every so often, I'm on a. Uh, a show called Hazards and Hijinks, which is an improv uh, D&D type show, uh, which is on Twitch and also YouTube, Hazards and Hijinks. Look, us, look me up there. And also, you know, maybe I'll be at a con near you. Come say hi, take a picture with me, whatever I happen to be wearing that time. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully you like it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest. Smartest. Deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A certain point of view podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go. Have you ever seen something in a theater that you just couldn't explain? Or have you ever thought about if dying really ain't that bad? And do you spend sleepless nights wondering exactly what happened in Natalie Wood that night on the boat? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then it's time for you to exit stage death. Exit Stage Death is the chilling true stories behind your favorite Broadway shows, releasing bi-weekly on Tuesday starting May 24th. So if you want to find out which Broadway house is the most haunted, talk about what killed our favorite Broadway flops, and learn about the murderous path of Mama Rose that took Gypsy Rose Lee to stardom. It's time for Places, actors. Thank you, Places. It's time to exit stage death. Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. 
You can find all the shows that Certain POV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.